Thanks for tuning in to The Brian Oak Show, the third episode ever of this podcast, which, again, is still like a small, I don't know, embryonic thing that has no idea what it's going to look like until a little ways down the road, but it's fun. Starting off tonight with the music of R.L. Burnside, who we lost in 2005, an important and influential American blues singer-songwriter who didn't really get enough recognition in his time, who had a dark and weird and twisted story that ended too soon, which I imagine applies to far, far too many of us. But R.L. Burnside right there, it's bad, you know. My name is Brian Oak. Thanks for tuning into The Brian Oak Show, which is made possible by the good people at Smart Start MN, who can get you back on the road way sooner than you might like to believe. It actually can happen should you be an idiot and get yourself a Dewey. Uh, DUI. Now, and when I call you an idiot, I'm not standing above you or in judgment of you. We've all made bad choices. Perhaps, Sean, even hmm. me. Hmm. Perhaps. Hmm. That being said, should you make that terrible choice, which I hope you, you know, here's the deal. Here's the weird thing about a sponsor like Smart Start MN. I hope you never, ever, ever have to talk to them. Unfortunately, Way too many people make a bad choice. You drink and you drive and then you're in trouble. And as much of a bummer as it is, as expensive as it is, it can be so much more of a drag than that. And these people can help you. We'll talk more about them in just a little bit. As I said, my name is Brian Oak. And tonight we're going to talk to one of my favorite people on planet Earth, uh, Paul Lambert, a.k.a. Meat Sauce from the Power Trip Morning Show on KFAN 100.3. We also have a brand new sponsor tonight, which I'm very, very excited about because speaking of getting you out of trouble, man, I, I guess that's maybe what we do here on uh, the Brian Oak Show. <laughs> my name is Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard, both my business partner and tonight, the producer. How are you, Sean? I've never been better. You know, when you say things like that, I feel <laughs> I'm given to hyperbole, and I'm glad that you're being so positive about things. But dang, that seems strong. But if it's really true, I'm so happy for you. I'm digging this side hustle. That's why I, re- I realized I can finally use that cheesy, t- totally overdone word, side hustle. I, I don't know if I've ever had a proper side hustle, actually. In any event, we've got some great stuff to get to tonight. We're going to talk about some Grammy nominees. We're also going to hear some music from both our new sponsor as well as from Paul Lambert, a.k.a. Meat Sauce, which might, by the way, be the best nickname in the history of nicknames. You know, I... Other than like, because my real name is Brian Oak. You know, I've had people call me Oaky, Oak Tree, yeah. Acorn Boy. I mean, like really bad variations thereof. Yeah. Uh, I once tried to jokingly on one of my previous radio gigs get the nickname Popcorn started. Like, what's up, Popcorn? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what it represented. I don't know what it meant. But for, for whatever reason, that morning, it sounded funny to me. I love that you had to give me the example. Like this. What's up, Popcorn? Yeah. What up, Popcorn? <laughs> Have you ever had a proper nickname, Sean? You know, the problem is that after about kindergarten, they're all the same. So I was uh, St. Bernard or Barnyard. And everybody who says it, they, they say it like they're the one who came up with the idea. Hey, so, Barnyard. What's up, Barnyard? <laughs> Yeah. And they laugh at their own joke. You know, yeah. nothing better than that. So Pretty terrible to be alive. Yeah. Hey, the one thing I wanted to mention before we get to a brief bit of Grammy news and then meet our brand new sponsor is, um, you know, last week we talked a little politics on the show. We're not going to do that tonight. That doesn't mean we're not going to do it in the future, but I, I can't get away from uh, impeachment feed and presidential debates and all of that. And I would just like to say, without getting into any politics, other than 
sexual politics, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. I love how wide your eyes got right there. Here's what I want to say is that we live on a diarrhea planet and I don't like it anymore and I want it to stop. And what, how I think it's going to stop, and this is just one man's personal opinion, um, I definitely lean left. And again, I'm not talking politics, but what I am trying to say is no matter what side you're on, no matter what side you're on, it is time for old white men to sit down. Yes. The future is female. The Amen. future is, and you know what? It has to be female. Otherwise, we're dead. We are dead. And, I, and I'm not trying to say that in some sort of hyperbolic way. I'm not trying to say it in some sort of pandering way. I'm trying to say it in a way that if we do not get away, even even white men who believe that they're, they're, they're crusaders, <laughs> they're saving everything, stop it. Sanders, Biden, sit down. The day is is over it's over and i'm sorry if that offends anybody but it is over if the future is not female then we're in real trouble and i know that sounds extreme i know it sounds very black and white but i believe it with every ounce of my being and every time i turn on the television that i try to stay on top of local events on top of politics on top of the things that are happening all i can think about is every time a woman speaks something intelligent is being said, something reasonable, something rational, something that makes sense, something that finds our common center. And so there are going to be people, by the way, we got some pretty angry emails last week, I'm going to be honest. We did? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which means we're doing something right. But that being said, I don't feel like this is political. I feel like this is existential. I feel like this is the future. And I'm, I'm just going on record as saying the future is female. I am happy to sit here quietly smile, open my ears, and listen, because I feel like I have a lot to learn, and I need the old white man to sit down. Your thoughts? My thoughts are that I hope we have a certain senator from the state of Minnesota on the show at some point. Oh, it's happening. I- I've met Already her. reached out. I was in a parade with her once. That's awkward. Uh, but I know you've, I know you've met her. <laughs> only, only if it was a weird parade. I mean, like a regular parade. That makes sense. It was a St. Patrick's Day parade. And okay. I was doing some work with our friend mm-hmm. uh, Kieran Folliard at the time. He said, do you want to be in the parade? I'm like, well, you can't find a float. So he decided to have mm. me and parade me down the road. But Amy was walking along with me, which was terrific. And I am a gigantic fan of hers. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, again, and I, I, I know that people are going to get mad and will probably lose Patreon supporters, et cetera, et cetera, oh, et cetera. No. That being said, um, I just wanted to go on record as saying I honestly believe without pandering the future is female. And if we could just get there sooner rather than later, I feel like things are going to – They're not going to be fixed overnight. They might not be fixed in my lifetime, but they're going to get better. Speaking of the future being female, the Grammy nominations came out today, and I know the Grammys are not that important. Oftentimes, the Grammys are representative of what a bunch of old, balding, white-haired dudes with ponytails (laughs) and sweater vests think about what's happening in the music industry. I mean, I'm not joking. That's, That's what it's been for a long time. That being said, the array of Grammy noms this year is amazing. There's a Minnesota artist who leads all Grammy nominees in total numbers and has been nominated in all four of the major categories, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist. But there's another young artist that she's going to be going up against who is also exceptional. Um... You don't get to pick what you love. You don't get to pick what's important to you. You don't get to pick how your heart feels when you experience a piece of art or meet a new person. 
It just happens to you. Now, you can try to do better, but every once in a while, something overwhelms you. And there is a young artist, a very young artist. In fact, the youngest American artist to ever be nominated in all four of the major Grammy categories, Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best New Artist, who happens to have my favorite single, Album of the Year. It's called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go?, I took my daughter to see her, and my daughter is the harshest critic of anyone I've ever met. And we both went to see her uh, down at the Armory, and we were both absolutely blown away. It remains my single favorite record of 2019. Her name is Billie Eilish, and from When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? This is Bad Guy, Billie Eilish, massive Grammy nominee here on The Brian Oak Show.
Billie Eilish, the youngest entertainer, musician, American musician, to ever be nominated in all four of the major categories for the Grammys. However, she's going to be going head-to-head with a true force of nature, Lizzo, Minnesota's own Lizzo, who, by the way, leads the Grammy field with eight full nominations, although more than half of those go back to a song that goes back to 2017. We'll talk more about that coming up in just a little bit. How is that possible? The age of streaming is apparently here. I guess we now live in the world, of futuristic world of bubble cars and conveyor belts, <laughs> and um, no, it's all coming together. Meet George Jetson. My name is Brian Oak. This is The Brian Oak Show, and I want to remind you that we do have a Patreon account. It is patreon.com slash Show, all one word. But that's not our long-term funding model. It's just a matter of covering costs early on. We, long-term, are planning on having sponsors, but we are not going to clog the show with commercials. That being said, which also might eventually become the name of this particular (laughs) show, um, when we get a new sponsor on board, when people have decided they are committed to doing what we do here at The Brian Oak Show, uh, we want to give them a chance to talk about what they do. We want to introduce them to you properly. And so it is my privilege and my pleasure to join and invite someone in that I've known for a very long time by the name of Lori Barr. And she is from um, Great River Radon Mitigation. Hi, Lori. Hi, Brian. Now, I always say Lori, but is it Lowry? It's Lowry. Lowry. I've, I've, how long have I gotten that wrong? More than 30 years? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Laurie. Is that right? Closer? La, 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 la. Like you're singing. La, Laurie. Okay, very good. Well, I've, I've known you for a very, very long time, and you've done what you do now for a very long time. I did a little digging on radon earlier today. I was like, well, now, is radon a particle? Is it a wave? Is it an element? Is it in the water? And it turns out all these things are true. It is a noble gas that, when it breaks down, gets around us. In fact, like so unless you were around the Manhattan Project or some bad experiments in the 50s, most of the radiation you experience in your life comes from radon. Is that true? A lot of radon. Yeah. Wow. So when did you... I don't even know where to start. Tell me more about radon and how it's in people's homes. Because I know people dig down into the earth, they do their thing, and then suddenly radon's right there. Where does it come from? So you know that beautiful North Shore everybody likes to go to? Oh, I do love it. It's part of that granite outcropping that stretches from the East Coast all through us up through Canada. It carries radon. So most houses in Minnesota have radon. Radon's in the outdoor ambient air at a certain concentration, but it's super heavy. So it's nine times heavier than air. So if you have a basement, you're going to have a higher concentration in the basement than you, if you do on the main, what you, what you do on the main floor and what you do in the upstairs. Okay. So radon happens. It is around, is it more common up here in the upper Midwest than, or in the Midwest in general than other places in the country? We have a lot of it because of the granite outcropping. It's literally your geography. Wow. So then let's think about this. So I know that I've heard about it. You know, you, anybody who moves into a house, you buy a house, you move somewhere, you have a basement, radon is a concern. So how do I find out if I have a radon problem? And then after that, well, how the hell do you get radon out? We test for it. 
You can use a continuous radon monitor, which is a professional test, or you can actually go down to the Menards or even call the State Department of Health and get a test kit that you can deploy yourself in your basement. Just make sure that you follow the directions because people don't. So if you use a professional monitor, it's in your house for 48 hours. It takes readings over the course of every hour, and it measures all kinds of things that are going on with your house so that you can tell how your actual house system works, the way your heating and cooling system, your HVAC has a, has a way that it works. Everything has a cycle in your house. So what you're looking for is a reading that is below 4.0 picocuries per liter, which is what the EPA says. They don't say it's a safe level. They say every house can be brought below that. So that's what you're looking for in your testing. And if it's above that, you're going to have to mitigate. It's kind of like in hot dogs where they say acceptable levels of rodent hair. Like, no, there's not. A rodent hair is <laughs> too it. many in my hot dog. <laughs> too many. And so I imagine you don't want to have radon around you. And without alarming people and without being a weirdo about it, what can, I mean, obviously radioactivity is something we want to avoid. Radiation is not good for the human body. What is it that is the greatest concern when it comes to a radon concentration in someone's home? Lung cancer. Radon is the leading cause of lung cancer in people that don't smoke, and overall it's the second cause of lung cancer. And every picocurie per liter that you're exposed to over a 24-hour period is the equivalent of smoking a cigarette. So if you're sleeping in the basement, if you're doing office work in the basement, if your playroom is in the basement, if you do a lot of laundry, some people do that. You need to test the basement. And, you know, if you have a significant reading in the basement, like a six, it's going to be a four on your main floor, and that's a really significant reading. You spend a lot of time on your main floor doing things. What if I have um, a small Harry Potter-like bedroom office underneath the (laughs) stairs, and I spend almost all my time in the basement? You're telling me that's probably bad if I haven't checked for radon. It's so bad, Brian. Her name is Lori Barr, and she is from Great River Radon Mitigation, the newest sponsor for The Brian Oak Show. Thank you so much for your sponsorship. I was going to say, as a realtor, you know, a lot of people uh, only get this checked when they buy or sell a house. But as we talked, people should really have this checked, uh, and not just when they're buying or selling a house. They should do it because they want their family and their pets to be safe. Uh, and so they can call you or text you, actually, you prefer a text, uh, to what number? 612-701-2216, and we're going to do a $100 radon test for the first 10 people that text me. It's usually 175 Okay, I want you to move a little closer to that microphone. I want you to say that number again and precisely what you just said again. All right. and we're going to do $100 radon tests for the first 10 people who text me from the metro area. Okay, fine. (laughs) Because you know what? Driving to Montana sounds like a bummer. Exactly. No, I totally got that. Uh, Lori, uh, two things. One, uh, you and I have known each other for a very, very long time, and it's lovely to see your face. But also, thank you. This is a new and untested venture, and as I said, it's embryonic and... I mean, it might really end up sucking. I'm really glad that you've had the faith in me to jump on board. Known you for a long time. Okay. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Lori Barr right there from Great River Radon Mitigation. Lori, can I have that phone number one last time? 612-701-2216. All right. Should we hear our song, Sean?
There's no way, huh? Is there no way? My name is Brian Oak. This is the Brian Oak Show. My thanks to Great River Radon Mitigation for jumping on board as our latest sponsor. That right there, Radioactivity by The Firm, which I said, I'm pretty sure Jimmy Page, as in Jimmy Page of the Yardbirds and Led Zeppelins in that band. Guess what, Sean? Who said, no way, Jimmy Page. Well, it's not like they're cranking out the guitar solos in The Firm. Are you familiar with the 80s? The 80s, when it came to real hard rock, now there was hair metal, which is a nightmare. I'm turning uh, off your mic. <laughs> <laughs> but genuine hard, Paul Rogers of Bad Company, Jimmy Page, you had Chris, Chris Slade from uh, Uriah Heep and Manfred Mann's Earth Band, and bass player Tony Franklin. The firm sucked. I'm going to be honest, but I like that song very much. <laughs> well, because Jimmy Page, man, he was throttled. He was, he wasn't the Jimmy Page that we all to new and love. My name is Brian Oak, by the way, and speaking of throttled, speaking of a guy who has been painted unfairly, speaking of a man who, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, and I'm not joking around here, who is more than the sum of his parts and never has been treated fairly once since he's been on the air uh, and was kind enough to join us at the last minute here this evening. 
His name is Paul, but I like to call him Meat Sauce. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. I can't believe you listen to that voice. Yeah. <laughs> There's fucking Meat Sauce right there. <laughs> What's your favorite swear word, Paul? Uh, my favorite swear word, I think, is the F word or motherfucker. I like to say motherfucker. Okay. Because you can't have a good gangster movie without a good motherfucker in it. Yeah, and but, Joe but Pesci should trademark motherfucker. Uh, over, what's his name, from uh, Pulp Fiction? Uh, why can't I think of his name? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Samuel Jackson? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he over says Joe it, Pesci? Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah, know, maybe. man. Yeah. I don't know. In any event, it's nice to have you here. I'm glad we got the swears out of the way. I appreciate that. Just, it, I feel like it's good to get it off your chest. You know, I know that you do a podcast every day. For people who don't know Paul, a.k.a. <clears throat> Meat Sauce, uh, he is... And I say this with a great deal of respect and also a great deal of concern and a great deal of sympathy. The punching bag every morning on the Power Trip Morning Show on KFAN 100.3. Would you say that's an, a fair description? Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair description. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. But I also feel like it's um, it's an inaccurate portrayal of who you are. You know, whether people follow you, Paul Lambert, on Twitter or listen to you on the air, people seem to enjoy piling on. And I think what people don't understand is that he's intelligent. He is empathetic. He's an actual, decent, real human being. Um, but somehow people, because you kind of get kicked around a little bit because it's a bit. It's your bit on the show. People in real life really like to jump on your head, don't they? Yeah, some people, I don't know why. I don't. I mean, I get it. Maybe somebody's had a bad day and they think they can take it on me. My big thing is uh, I always say to people, like every once in a while, like you get somebody at a bar, somebody who's just a shithead, and I'll be like, dude, like <laughs> I get like you're mad or you don't like me, but like Corey and Hockey get to make fun of me. Right. You don't. Well, because they're your friends. They've right. earned yeah. the right. I also have a big thing. I'm a big golden rule guy. Like, if someone's gonna if someone's gonna dance on me and they and they do it well, like yeah. it's funny, it's smart, yeah, beautiful, nice shot, well done. That being said, if you can not take it as well as you can dish it out, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. See, I my problem though is I I take it constantly from a lot of people. You do. But I also, like, sometimes I can't take it. Like, I'll be like, fuck you. Like, I just get mad. Like, if I get pushed around too far. It, and it depends on who it is. Like, there's some people, like, I'll take it from Corian Hockey all day. Of course. Those are my... Those are, my, those are your guys. Those are my brothers. That's ride or die, mother. man. Oh, That's it. That's the whole bit. I'd jump in front of a train for those Agreed. two. Agreed. I, 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 I know the type. I, I love it. those two. Gotta have crew, I man. have my career because of those two, and I owe them everything I have because of them. Now, some motherfucker I don't know in a bar that's like, hey, you're dumb. I don't like the one thing. I don't like being called an idiot. That's like my biggest pet peeve is being called an idiot. Right. And people come to me like, are you dumb? I'll be like, sure no. You're dumb. Yeah. And if like you, I get it. Like if you just want to joke back and forth and you're like, hey, right. meat sauce, you're an idiot. Ha 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 I'm like, all right, cool. But if you're like, hey, God, you're stupid. I'll be like, well, if you actually have an issue with me. Mm. You see those two giant humans over there? They also have an issue with you. So if this is going to continue, we'll do that. And then people will be like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm like, well, you're not. Here's what I hate. What I hate about that is, you know, radio is entertainment, right? Ultimately, it is just something to tune into. It's a diversion. But it's not a documentary, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, so just yeah, because yeah. just because yeah. you got mocked by somebody or you you play 
playfully say like I don't get it what's going on there doesn't mean that you've actually been hit in the head with a shovel so I guess I just wanted to say that Paul Lambert Meat Sauce is you know we worked together at the same company for a very very long time and easily in my top three of anybody I met there and I worked with a lot of great people I walked I worked with some real pros I love this guy plus Meat Sauce is like the best nickname ever Ever. I want to dig deeper into your past. I want to know more about you. I want to rip you open like a cadaver that has been on the table too long. And just okay. just kidding. I'm not going to do any of that. You can. But, but no, no. I know you would let me because we're pals, but I'm not going to do that to you. I was messing around. What I really want to do is find out about this first song you picked because I love Van Morrison. I just found a mint copy of original pressing of Moondance yeah. that I spent... I'm unemployed. I'm not making any money right now. I am unemployed, and I spent too much on it, but it's a perfect record. Now, I don't know this song at all, and so what I want to hear is I want to know what you love about Van Morrison, how you got to Van Morrison, and why we're going to hear this song specifically. Uh, My favorite thing about Van Morrison is when I was a young kid, my dad always used to listen to it, and I never really got into it when I was a kid. But then I would start listening to it, and you get like, I don't know, it's like anybody else. Like Van Morrison, you know, you have your brown-eyed girl, you have all that stuff, and like that song, in my opinion, is shit. Like it's just a yeah. poppy, yep. it's poppy shit, that's is my, all it is. That's my parents' song. Yeah, I get that, sure. But like, it's, but when you when you break like some- My mom like, was on the last show. <laughs> yeah. You're out of the club, Billy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're out of the club. My, but I know what you're yeah, saying, though. My old but, man but, like, loves that, that song. But that, that's his poppiest crossover, yeah, yeah. but his career is long and varied and wild, if you could not dance on my parents' legacy again, yeah, no, okay, I really appreciate yeah, I pre- that. Yeah, that's Thank fine. Yeah. yeah, okay. But uh, I don't know. I got I got really into him when I was like twenty two, not twenty two, like eighteen. I, I, I back then it's a lot of it, it's a blur. And it, I was yeah, gonna say smoke a lot of weed when you were eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. Yeah, just yeah, checking. Just yeah, checking. Yeah, me too. Lot, me yeah, too. Just lot. checking. Just checking in. And I was in this like weird spot where I didn't really know what I was going to do in my life. I'd fucked up so badly in high school. My grades were so bad. But I I used high school as kind of a way to, like, do what I do now. Like, I would go to school. My senior year, I didn't bring a fucking book. I didn't bring a backpack. I just had a pocket full of cash. And obviously, did you have a pencil? No, I don't think I had any of that. But I would go to school. My whole thing was going to school was to get. I was there to make pretty girls laugh. And to just be entertaining. Right. I just used high school as where I some of the bits I do now I would do just to get people to laugh in class, whatever. <laughs> and I didn't really care much for school, but I was at a point in my life and it was the summer of uh, my my senior year. So we were all everybody was leaving to go to college. And a good buddy of mine and I we're at a spot, and uh, we we were going to, I don't know, get more weed? Who knows what we were doing? <laughs> and he puts this album on, and the album that this song comes off of is Astral Weeks, which in my opinion is the greatest album of all time. You start to finish, Van Morrison I think was 21 or 22 when he wrote it. He hired a bunch of like Boston jazz musicians to sit in with him and make this record, and they rarely talked. And he basically was like, just do it. Just be you, do you. And they put together, which I think is the most poetic, beautiful album of all time. It goes all over the board. It's this just mythical fucking album. It's from beginning to end, I think, is the best album ever put on record. Here's what's weird. I like you so much that when you say something like that, 
I suddenly stop laughing, and I pay real attention. His name is Paul Lambert. He goes by Meat Sauce. He's from KFAN. There's a Power Trip morning show over there, and you should take him more seriously than you do. The best album of all time, again, and there's no wrong answer to that. We all, You don't get to pick what you love. You don't get to pick what changes your brain and changes who you are. And this changed Meat Sauce. Still the best nickname of all effing time. Here's Van Morrison. It's a song called Ballerina on The Brian Oak Show.
And a song called Ballerina right there from Astral Weeks on the Brian Oak Show. My name is Brian Oak. My guest right now would be none other than Paul Lambert, a.k.a. Meat Sauce, from the Power Trip Morning Show over at KFAN 100.3. Astral Weeks, your favorite album of all time. I love when people are committed to a bit. I love it when people feel something and they just know it. And I can't argue with that. Van Morrison, I don't love his entire career, and I've seen a couple live shows where he decided to turn his back to the audience and be Mr. Jazzy Jerk, uh, but when he was in the sweet spot for those first few records, 
you might be right. There might not have been a better singer-songwriter on the planet. Yeah, I mean, you get that album. You get uh, Moon Dance, which oh. is phenomenal. Yeah, and then you get like, some, like Tupelo Honey, that album with the, with a couple of like uh, – He's got about four or five great songs on that. Then he went on this like weird like God jag where you're like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> like, I get it. Like, do whatever you want, but right. you're like, huh? And then he went. He's got like Magic Time, which came out in like oh four oh five's good. But he releases something like every year. Yeah, he's got like forty something albums. Well, and he's earned the right, right? I of mean, course. like you put out records like that, you literally get to do whatever you want the rest of your career. Yeah, it's just you know sometimes he feels like being the friendly entertainer, and other times he feels like being the worst Irish curmudgeon who's ever toured the planet. I've heard he's miserable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting right here. You don't have to say that about me. His name is Paul Lambert. We're going to talk to him more in just a moment. It's the Brian Oak Show. I want to remind you that we do have a Twitter account. It's called at Oak Show. My last name is spelled O-A-K-E, so at Oak Show. There's also a website now, an official website, which is sort of wonderful, called brianoakshow.com. And we also have a Patreon account, which really is helping us get this thing off the ground so that we can do things like take meat sauce out for dinner uh but you also, took him out to dinner we didn't talk about that oh uh i mean it was a theoretical it was a hypothetical that was uh it's all good wasn't very good though was it it was amazing yeah, I it was really good thanks so good over there we're yeah. half a block away from one of the best restaurants in northeast minneapolis speaking of we are at foolproof studios our thanks to them our thanks to everybody who's helped so far dave gatzmer for the uh, logo that we've gotten uh amy stubblefield bartell for the website work that she's done new site launching uh friday i didn't hear about that yeah where are we I- getting the money for that I spent Jeez. I spent our whole budget taking meat sauce out to dinner. Trade is alive and well. Let's <laughs> just say that. Oh, and really, th- everybody um, who's helped us out so far and get this off the ground. The people at Audio Equip are wonderful, and part of this is coming from sponsorship as well. The other man you hear talking right now, his name is Sean Bernard. He and I are business partners as well as creative and collaborative partners in this, but he also works for Edina Realty. What do you like best about being a realtor? Uh, you know, it's really just about helping people. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's why I got into sales in the first place. I was a radio hack and, and eventually, uh, flipped to the dark side of sales and uh, mm. realized that I actually kind of liked helping clients grow their business. But, uh, so it's kind of the same thing with, with homes and it's, I, I nerd out on the research of, uh, kind of figuring out what your neighborhood, uh, looks like as far as, uh, you know, are the, are the, are the average prices going up or down, you know, what's the uh, average square footage in the area? I'd nerd out on all the stats. And so it's kind of fun to be able to go in and really do the homework for a client and help them sell their house or find their dream home. I, I actually love doing both. You know, uh, you talk about going to the dark side of radio, which is sales, which you just described as. Yeah. I would take some small disagreement in that, in that no matter what you're doing, whether it's Meat Sauce talking about the Vikings, whether it is me at my old job at Cities 97 talking about the Bodine whether it's you going out to a car dealership to move units, everybody's trying to find a vector to market, right? And so there, you have to find a way there. You are moving. I got called out in front of a um, uh, an establishment earlier this weekend, and someone was like, hey, how could you have worked at Radio Station X for so long? How could you just live with that? And I asked him what he did for a living. He said he worked in freight. I'm like, 
so did you <laughs> did you love every seasonal towel that was in every one of the freight containers that came through? It, it, people worry too much about that. So I don't think sales is inherently evil. And I guess that's the reason that I like having Sean on board with me because Sean is not salespeople. Yeah, okay, great. Most of them are terrible for sure. Sean actually gives. And I hope that the people who Dino Realty will not be mad about me saying this. Sean actually gives a shit. There's a reason that I work with Sean. I like Sean very much. And um, where would people go if they would like to talk to a realtor who actually gives up? They can uh, just call me, 612-859-2594. If it's after 3 in the morning, just text. <laughs> I wonder if there, there you know, there's going to be somebody that will do it. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever been given that number before. I mean, am I, I thought we were cool. I don't. Hey, man. Okay. Can I have that number one more time? Don't overstep. Okay. 612-859-2594. That is Sean Bernard from Edina Realty. He's happy to help you out, and I'm very happy he's here helping me out. And don't forget, a portion of every house that I, I sell, I give a donation to the Warming House on 40th and Bryant. It's in the basement of Farmstead Bike Shop, mm-hmm. and every... A uh, customer gets a membership for two for the year. That's fantastic because they do these cool, intimate shows down there. Speaking of, for the people who've jumped on board with Patreon, patreon.com slash the Brian Oak Show, O-A-K-E, all one word. If you do join at the VIP level, coming up, you know, ideally sooner rather than later, but we kind of got to let things ride out here. We'll see how it evolves. We're going to start having live music events, and we're going to start having these small events at places like the Warming House, possibly places like the Hook and Ladder. Yes. Um, where the well, they won't be open to the public. They are going to be open to people who are early adopters. Um, this is still very much in its nascency, if you will. Go ahead and open your thesaurus for that one, because you know I don't know what the hell that means. I, I dropped. It means here's the thing: or? people are like, "Why would you use words like that?" I'm like, "I dropped out of college. I, I just, I'm a dork." So you uh, have a chip on your shoulder, like I do, because I only have my brown college degree. Don't which, you, don't but, you freaking look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> you freaking look at me like that. But absolutely. Anyway, and my point is, thanks to everybody who tunes in. Thank you very much for everybody who's been an early supporter, like the good people at Smart Start MN and the very good people at Great River Radon Mitigation. Did I get that right, Laurie? All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And thank you to my guest, someone who I really consider a friend. And I'm not really even sure. I don't really remember when we first met, but I worked at a radio station called Cities 97. You worked at KFAN. And I'm not sure when we first crossed paths, but I feel like Paul Lambert, a.k.a. Meat Sauce from the Power Trip Morning Show over at KFAN. I feel like we hit it off the first time we met, but I don't. And I know you won't either. Do you remember when we met? No, I don't. I I think I I think I saw you once when I first interned, and I I think you've heard this a lot. This is going to make you sound old, but you're not much older than I am. Mm, I sure am. Yeah, you are. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to in my freshman year of college. I used to wake up to Rev 105, and I had one of those alarm clock radios where it would play the radio, and I right. would always set it to Rev 105. And I remember, I can't tell how many times I heard you back sell, sell out by Real Big Fish. <laughs> and, like, and I remember sitting Whoa! there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Triggering. Yeah. Very triggering. Yeah. And yeah. I remember going, that motherfucker's got a sweet ass voice. <laughs> and, I, I, and I remember it. I'm like, who is that guy? And then I heard you'd say, obviously, you were good at what you did. You'd say your name. And then I go, oh, cool. And then I forgot about it. And then when I got my internship at KFAN, I'm like, wait, is that Cities? Holy shit, that's Brian Oak. And I was, I don't know when, but I think it was one of those things where, like, 
and stepbrothers were something that you and I share in common. It was literally like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> something like that where it was like we oh. wanted to do karate in the garage or something. And you and I both had that. It may have been our Daft Punk thing. I don't remember what it was, but it. It was an instant thing. We're going to save our Daft Punk story till after we hear your Dylan song. So before we get to the Dylan song, I want to ask you real quick. So you talked about growing up and where you grew up and that you gave up on high school and that all you were doing was trying to make girls laugh and you were just trying to do it. But you were clearly laying the groundwork. You're clearly a charming individual. You clearly have a gift for gab for lack of a... Oh, that's a terrible term. Am I on the Smothers Brothers right now? Yeah. Who am I? Well, yeah, I don't know Jesus what you're doing. God. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, it's it's Ronan Martin's laugh-in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, what what was your very, I mean, like, how did you actually begin in, like, what was the very first day or the first time someone contacted you? How did you start in radio? So I was sitting at a, I obviously, because I'd failed my way through high school and I was like 23 years old and I was working at... A warming house, like at one of the local parks, where like people f- ice skate and shit, and like a just, hockey thing. Yeah, that's what I. That's my. And how whatever. did that place smell? Bad. Yeah, but like bad. it was like I was twenty three. My old man was still is to this day the city attorney. Why said and he got me the job. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like. These are the fucking people me and my brother used to make fun of when uh-huh. we were like eight. We were like, who's the loser at the warming house? And I remember saying that to myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is what I've become. Like, I'm that person. Every five minutes going out having a cigarette and some fucking spoiled brat from my zeta being like, he pushed me. Me being like, I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm half tuned up and I didn't care. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, just don't Sorry to laugh me. at your pain. No, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pouring his heart out. We're yeah. just dying over here. It's fine. And I was just this, like, curmudgeon human being. And I at hated, 23? At 23. You already hated your life. Yeah. Yeah, I hated it. And then one day I saw a commercial, and this turned out to be a giant fucking financial mistake, but I saw a commercial for Brown College. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And I thought, man, I can do that. I can I can do that. I can do radio. So I signed up for it. cost me I, – I think I still pay some of it, and that's how big of a fucking disaster that was. But I remember going there, and the, the lady looked at me, and she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'd like to be in radio. She's like, you're going to have to move. And I'm like, I'm not moving. I don't want to move. Chattanooga? Yeah, I don't want to move. Right. Like, I don't want to go to Montana like Common did. I just That's not who I am. And at the right. time, I was 25 and super arrogant. Like, I thought I was going to be the next Tom Bernard or the next whoever it is, the next Dan Barrero. Uh, Brian Oak. Brian Oak. Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Hmm. And I just thought I was like the king of everything. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And then I remember like we got into it and I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is actually like really fun. And I got really lucky. A buddy of mine at the place I was working came up to me one day and said, hey, uh, do you want to do you want to intern a K-Fan? And at the fir- first time I heard it, I'm like, what the hell is that? It's like it's a sports station. I'm like, yeah, I'd I'd love to. And I interviewed with a guy who remained nameless, but to this day is still a fucking prick. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if this will work for you. And I thought, um, okay. And uh, then all of a sudden I get to my other job the next day, and the guy goes, they hire you? I go, no. And he knew Chad Hartman really well. And yeah. He called Chad, and then two days later I was interning there. And that's how I got – my actual start in the business. How long ago was that? 
2005. Yeah, 15, almost 15 years ago. Yeah. And you're still getting kicked in the nuts every morning on the Power Trip Morning Show. Yeah, but as I've always said, like, people ask me that all the time. Like, I go and, like, this makes me sound like I'm some fucking motivational speaker, but I'm not. Like, I'll go and, like, kids will ask me, like, kids and, I mean, like, 20 year olds or whatever, (laughs) people who ask me who are trying to get into the business or whatever they're doing. And I always say, I go, yeah, I may get kicked around a lot, but those motherfuckers, if you ask those two, those two respect the shit out of me just like I respect them, and they'll find somebody else. They'll find somebody else to do it, and I'll gladly, even if I'm 55 years old, they can call me whatever they want. I just like being part of that atmosphere, and I love morning radio. I love it. I love every second of it. It's my favorite thing on the planet to do. I look forward every day to going to work with those two because it's fucking magical what those two do. I'm just basically the court gesture that stands on the sidelines and just yells penis every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. You're damning yourself with faint praise. We're going to get to your song here in just a second. Two things. One, I know exactly what you mean about loving doing that. Uh, every day, I did morning radio for a long time myself before I was ignominiously fired by a bunch of crusading protestants um i oh you will one day um <laughs> i think I, I know some of it yeah i think you know most <laughs> i think you actually know all of it yeah, yeah, uh, that being said though people are always like well it must get easy after i'm like no waking up at 4 a.m every day always sucks yeah. there's a murderer in the kitchen the house is on fire the alarm's going off what could possibly be happening in my life and then you're like oh this is just what i do but a cup of coffee a hot shower and it's the single best life I ever had in my entire life. I loved it so much. But you also talk about what you said there, that you get kicked in the nuts, you're the court jester. That's not true. The reason the power trip is one of the most successful morning shows in the history of the Twin Cities is because you and Chris and Corey are the three magical ingredients. It's pure alchemy. You take away, anytime one of you is on vacation or one of you is away from that show, it's not the same show. Even though you can't seem to have less than 25 guests on that show any goddamn day, when the three of you are in there, it is the only thing I like listening to in the morning. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, We're going way over time, aren't we? That's okay. Yeah? Freaking podcast. Jesus. Also, it's. Paul Lambert, man. That's meat sauce right there. Son of a bitch. You're never leaving this place alive. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and hear this next song that we're going to hear that you picked out. And before you tell me why, it's interesting because earlier today, uh, the news story broke that Garrison Keillor, human piece of dog shit, is, uh, has a new book. And apparently he decided to go after Bob Dylan. Now, I'm going to be very honest. I'm not really that big a Dylan guy. I appreciate Dylan's place in the firmament. I appreciate what he means to American songwriting history. I have no disrespect for anything he's done. But when you talked earlier about Van Morrison's career, of uh, you know, then he goes into these weird parts like Nashville Skyline is, is one of the most impossible records to listen to that I've ever heard in my entire life. And um, Garrison Keillor wrote in his new book, Now and then, people ask me why we didn't have Dylan on the show, the former host of Prairie Home Companion, of course, Uh, because I don't care to be associated with him. That's why. I think that My Back Pages is one of the worst songs ever written. He continues to say, I could name others. It's no wonder he took a suit on him to avoid bringing shame on the Zimmerman family. And then he went on to write a limerick because he's Garrison freaking Keeler. And it goes like this. There's a songwriter named Bob 
who makes people's who makes some people's hearts throb. They find a thrill in listening a thrill in listening to Dylan. As for me, it's more like a job. Now again, there are worse slanders and slights that you can throw at people, but how terribly boring and old and pedestrian. It doesn't serve you it doesn't serve your purpose. It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't improve your standing. Are you trying to be cool to people? Will you please explain why Garrison Keeler did this to me? Not to me, to Bob Dylan. Who the fuck is Garrison Keeler? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, I, like I know the name, but who the fuck is Garrison Keeler? I, there's the, we could not possibly improve upon that right there. His name is Paul Lambert. He goes by Meat Sauce sometimes. You hear him every weekday morning over at KFAN 100.3. And you're simply one of my favorite people on the planet. Why are we playing this Dylan song right here? Uh, this is, uh, I think, this Dylan song is one of those songs where every time you hear it, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, there's many parts in this song like that I think is basically like, there, I think it's a great way to think about life, and it's basically how, like, the, even from the beginning to the end of it, it talks about how kicking people when they're down, just the way that Bob Dylan sings it. And the, when the line when he says, you know, when you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose, and I've been through a really shitty situation in my life, but, you know, when he just talks about, like, I don't know, man. It's just there's lyrics of the song where you're like, holy fuck. Like, I, he's not saying it out loud, but what he's saying is exactly how I felt, you know, when you look into the vacuum of his eyes and it's just how fraud people can be, but it's just life. That's what I love about this song, man. I love that guy. His name's Paul Lambert, a.k.a. Meat Sauce. You're in tune to The Brian Oak Show. Bumps a dime in your prime Then you People call, say beware doll You're bound to fall, you thought they were all I'm kidding you You used to laugh about Everybody that was hanging out Yeah. 
about as iconic as Minnesota music gets. Bob Dylan right there on The Brian Oak Show. Hey, my name is Brian Oak, and right over there, none other than Paul Lambert, a.k.a. Meat Sauce from the Power Trip Morning Show, KFAN 100.3. You know, I worked at Cities 97 just around the corner from you guys for 15 years, and I was a guest on your show many, many, many times. Not just yours, Commons, Hartman's. Everybody who worked over there, uh, even PA, the only thing he ever wanted to talk about was George Michael. But even then, I still like talking about music. Um, and I've always had a great relationship with you guys there. And um, I wish you continued success. And I am a gigantic meat sauce fan, both personally and professionally. It was super cool of you to show up, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a really fun time. I will, really appreciate it. Will you do it again? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't got anything to do. Tomorrow? I can't tomorrow. What? <laughs> I got naps. Oh, you son of a bitch. Tell me the name of your animal again, your dog. Muppet. Muppet is, you feel about Muppet the way I feel about my cat, Jackson, when I shared a video teasing that you were going to be on today. And, um, well, best of everything to Muppet and best of everything to you. And I really appreciate it, Paul. Yeah, anytime, man. You're the best. All right. Thank you very much. Paul Lambert, his name is Meat Sauce. My name is Brian Oak. Right across from me, one Sean Bernard, business partner and producer du jour, which I appreciate, Sean. When will it end? I... Well, hopefully never, but it, apparently Sean doesn't want to be here every single time. He's got to sell things and do work and ba ba da ba da In any event, I'm glad you're here tonight. Uh, before I let you go away, you are also a sponsor on this show as your work with Edina Realty. How do people get a hold of you? 612-859-2594. I also want to thank Lori Barr, who was our guest earlier. Uh, she is with Great River Radon Mitigation. If you haven't heard, Radon wants to kill you. And what they want to do at Great River Radon Mitigation is get Radon out of your They mitigate. It's right in the title of what they do. And it's very, very nice to have them on board. Um what is the, I don't know if that line, mic is still live right there, but Lori, what is the best way, if you'll pull that over real quick, what is the best way for people to get a hold of Great River Radon Mitigation? 612-701-2215. If they just want to get a hold of you. Stuff like that, 612-701-2215. Fantastic news. We'll have that absolutely taken care of. Also, we need to thank the good people at uh, Smart Start Minnesota. They're the ones who, if you are unfortunate enough or stupid enough to get a DUI, they can get you back in your vehicle. It's still going to be expensive. It's still going to make your life difficult. In fact, I hope you never make such a bad decision that you have to contact them. Unfortunately, it happens all the time. And if you do please contact them. You'd be surprised how quickly they can get you back in your vehicle and how affordably. That was the most surprising part to me. Also, they were the very first people who said, even before this podcast existed, before they knew that Meat Sauce was going to be one of the greatest guests of all time, they said, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get on board with that. And also thanks to AudioQuip. They are providing us with a lot of audio equipment coming up in the not-too-distant future because in the not-too-distant future, we will be doing live events. We will be doing mobile events, and we want people to be a part of that. Speaking of, our Patreon account is patreon.com slash the Brian Oak Show, all one word. On the Twitter, it is at Oak Show, O-A-K-E-S-H-O-W. And we've got a brand new website on the way. Is that right, Sean? We do. Should be uh, live Friday night. All right. Well, I know we've gone a little long here today, but man, I could talk to Meat Sauce for hours, but apparently he's got a nap and a life and a real job to get to tomorrow, so we're going to let him go. Before we go, though, one last note. Grammy nominations came out, and it is, as we talked about at the top of the show, the year of the women and the year of the young women, and it does not come soon enough. The surprising thing about these noms is 
There are always great new young artists that are coming out, but they are rarely recognized to the degree that they're being recognized this year because, again, I hate to break it to you, that Grammy panel is a bunch of old, balding, white-haired, ponytailed dudes who've been sitting behind engineering boards for a long time. Sorry, I know I'm one of them too, but it's nice to see that people are recognizing that the world is not like it once was, and the world is moving in a different direction, and none other than Minnesota's own Lizzo. Now, I know she's relocated to L.A. Look, she's trying to make it in the biz, and guess what? She's made it in the biz. She's leading the entire field with eight nominations, including a nomination in all top four of the big categories, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, Best New Artist, and Album of the Year. But she's also got a bunch of other songs that are in there that are nominated for Best Pop Solo Performance, Best R&B Performance, Best Traditional R&B Performance. And from the first day, I heard the first song by her. The body positivity thing is fantastic, but let's be honest. The very best thing about Lizzo... She's got style all damn day. She does not give a shit about what you think, and she is so amazingly good. Let's hear a song from Lizzo as we wrap things up on The Brian Oak Show. We'll be back again with another episode before you know it. You say, boy, you're trying to play court like a game boy. Hit my phone, boy. Is your homeboy? Are you alone, boy? Come give me dome, boy. Got a boy with degrees, a boy in the streets, a boy on his knees. He a man in the sheets. Sheesh, it's all Greek to me. Got this boy speaking Spanish. I hit my beer. Baby, I don't need you. I just want to free you. I heard you were free, too. What's two plus two? Freak. 